Y'all, today's episode, I am chatting with conversion copywriter Haley Green, and it's such a good episode. We talk about her journey that has been started in 2014, how she's left a job, went back to a job. Now this is her full-time job. How she went from hourly to packages and how that created a way for her to be able to take off a week that she hadn't been able to take off before. We talk about what systems she put in place. And as a creative entrepreneur at heart with her copywriting, systems were not something that she's ever been a fan of. And now she can't say enough about them. And also just how our journey is different for each and every single one of us. And you don't need a Facebook page or a website in order to scale your business. So let's jump on in and chat with Haley Green all about scaling your business with systems as a conversion copywriter. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Serve Scale Star family. I am so excited because today I have one of my favorite conversion copywriters with me, Haley, and I'm just excited to really dig into how she's been able to scale her business and being on target for a six-figure year this year. So thank you, Haley, for being here and tell my listeners a little bit about who you are as a person, who you serve, and how you serve them. Hi, Brandy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So my name's Haley and I'm a copywriter and a funnel strategist. So I serve my clients by helping them with their email marketing funnels and Facebook ad campaigns. Awesome. And who are you as a person outside of your business? Oh yeah. So I live in Washington, DC. I've been here for the last seven years. I was raised in Kentucky, but I've always wanted to live in a bigger city ever since I was a little girl. So within a week of graduating from college, I packed up a moving truck with all my things and came here and we've been here ever since. I love it. So how long have you had your online business? So essentially all of this started back in 2014. It's really been this kind of long and winding path, but I launched this version of my business in November, 2017. So a little over two years ago. Love it. Okay. And so now I want to go back a minute. What were you doing back in 2014? Like in my business? Or yeah. Cause you said this has been like a winding path. So take me back. What were you doing? Yeah. Well, I'll try to give you the short version cause we could really be here all day, but I was working at my full-time job and I honestly got started because I was super unhappy there. I remember just being on my lunch break and like slumped in my chair, just Googling how to make money. And I found two paths. I found like the blogging world and then I found freelance writing. And I went in the direction of freelance writing because it felt like more of a sure thing. And so I ended up working as a freelance copywriter on and off for a few years. And I took it full time for like six months at one point, but then I got pretty burnt out because I knew how to get clients, but I didn't really have any business skills at the time. And I also didn't have the community of service providers that I'm in today. I wasn't investing in myself and I just felt really stuck. So I actually went back to my full-time job and took a break from business for like a year. Well, I wasn't taking on clients, but I was investing in business education during this time which I feel like was really important because I actually had the money to learn how to build a successful service business. In my heart, I knew the possibilities were out there, 
and that I was capable. And I always knew I wanted to go back in and start again, but next time I wanted to make sure I did it right. So I relaunched in the end of 2017. And at that time I was working a job with really crazy hours. I was in retail, so I didn't have a consistent schedule. So some days I would leave for work at 8.30 at night, and then I would have to get back up for work at four in the morning. So it was really intense, but I brought my laptop to work every single day and always on my lunch break, I would go to the coffee shop next door and wait for my clients, which I know you all spoken about this a lot as moms. When you have that limited space, it makes you work so much harder. And that's how I felt like I only had an hour on my lunch break. So I had to just make it happen. And I did that for a few months. I wanted to make the leap, but I was scared and I had hit a ceiling kind of where I couldn't take on any more clients, but yeah, it's scary to leave your full-time job. And then one day at work, I was called into the office and I got the news that my company was restructuring and then I was basically laid off. And my instant reaction was pure relief. I felt like this was really my chance to give it my best shot. And that was over two years ago. I never looked back. Oh, I love that. And what I love about this, and one of the things that I really want to do on this podcast is really spotlight how like we always think of like people as overnight success and it's not overnight success at all. It's like all this accumulation of everything that's been happening for years and years and experiences and that pour in to the success that we see on social media, here on podcast, here during these launches and things like that. But you've been doing this since 2014 in some way or another. And I say that like my direct sales business played a huge part in my success in the online space, the things I learned. And I think that that I love hearing your story, how you quit your job and then you went back and then you like experienced burnout and all of that sets you up for the success you're having now. So I love, love that story so much. And Haley and I, just to give a little backstory, Haley and I met in a program where I learned how to be a virtual assistant. Is that like where you invested and got most of your business sense on like that? Or were you just investing in like a bunch of different things and that just happened to be one of them? That was a lot of different things. That's actually a separate story. Okay. And so I really love that we met in a community online and I I guess it was like October of 2018 and I had started my business in July of 2018 and I had hit that ceiling of the 6,000. I put out a post and I was like, Hey, who here wants to have like create six figures in a very short amount of time. And you're like serious about keeping accountability and you have to at least be making like $3,000 a month in your business. Like, I remember this post being like so detailed (laughs) of exactly what I wanted from this group and only five people reached out. And then our group had an amazing four and Brianna, which we'll link up her show in the show notes, but she was one of them. Haley was one of them. I was one of them. And then we had another member who was also part of it. And we all kind of like grew together and it was like a peer mastermind type deal, but we just kept each other accountable. And then all of our businesses started to grow and we kind of like that ended, but the friendship stayed there. And now Haley and Brianna are both part of Serve Scale Soar, which is super fun that we're continuing this, but that's kind of how we met. And 
I just remember like you talking about being a conversion copywriter and you were doing all the things as well at that point, I think. Am, am I right there? Yes, you're right. Okay. So let's talk about that. So what all services, so now we're looking at like fall of 2018 and then going into 2019. So what services were you providing and about how much revenue were you bringing in each month? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, when I first decided to go into this again, like full time, and I was just doing copywriting services, but then that's when I joined the virtual assistant program that we were in together because virtual assistant could make recurring revenue. And I liked the idea of having the stable amount of income coming while I continued to build my copywriting business. So it was very strategic. And when we met, I was doing literally all the things. <laughs> I think we all were, so it's okay. Anything under the digital marketing umbrella. So I was doing social media, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook ads, email marketing, writing sales pages, writing product descriptions. I was everywhere. And, and you had I a was, client that was doing YouTube as well, right? Were you doing the YouTube stuff for him? Yeah, I was doing YouTube. <laughs> you were doing all the things, like all of them. <laughs> yes. And I was making around like 5K a month, but I was stretched super thin. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so now I know that we're coming into 2019, early 2019, but when did the shift happen where you kind of like stopped doing all the things and really honed in on your zone of genius? So that was happening in 2018 when we started that, mm -hmm. I guess 2019, I'm getting my years mixed up. It's all been a blur. But when we started the mastermind, that's when I really decided I wanted to go all in on email marketing. And I'd always been intrigued by email marketing and paid advertising, but I was scared to dive into that world of really writing conversion copy. It felt really risky and also doing strategy on top of it. Whereas before I was mostly doing like social media and things that they have a direct impact on the business, but it wasn't like sales copy. But then I took on a marketing assistant role with a client and she asked me to help her on some campaigns and I just fell in love with doing sales funnels. The risk actually made it really fun. And since it's a service that has a direct impact on a client's revenue, it made it a more valuable skill and I could charge more for it. So I started focusing in on email marketing and becoming the best email marketer that I could become. But I was still doing all the things. I was just scared. I was letting fear hold me back because my clients where I was, their digital marketing assistants, you know, that was paying my bills and I'd work with them for a really long time. So the idea of letting that safety net go away was really scared to me. And then I joined ServeScaleSoar over the summer. I was like counting down the days until you relaunched it because I missed the beta launch. And I think I bought it like on the webinar, the very first webinar you did. And it really changed everything for me because my biggest challenge in business was always being indecisive. It really held me back in a lot of ways in terms of marketing myself and, but not just like marketing myself and putting myself out there, but also systems. I couldn't put any systems in place because I was doing everything. And I was so afraid that making one decision meant that I was closing the doors on the other endless opportunities out there. But I know now that's not true. I know that people like you who are really successful just make a decision and they make it quickly and they just go after it. So that was something that really I found in ServeScaleSoar. Okay. So I want to take it back because there's a few things that you said that I just want to unpack. And one is that 
I did a disservice and I, we actually talked about this in the Soaring Inner Circle Mastermind yesterday on how I did a disservice to you and I did a disservice to a few other people. And I think this goes with our services as well is sometimes that we're close to people and we don't want to mess up a relationship or come across as salesy. And I was coming from a direct sales world where like it was the Hey girl messages. And so I was super cautious and I didn't tell you or Brianna about my program. Like y'all knew that it was coming, but I didn't say like it was open or anything. And when that beta came open, the only reason Brianna got in was because she was following me on social and she saw one post and was like, Hey, wait, what is this? And she joined. And then I remember the doors closed and you messaged me and you were like, wait, you have a program? Like, how didn't I know? And I think this was such a learning lesson for me that when we build relationships, people are just in our space. Like we need to let them know what's going on in our business. If that's your services, if that's, you have some program or course, because by not, we're doing them a disservice. And we actually just talked about this yesterday about how like, some of us are so scared just to let the people know that are closest to us that, Hey, I'm providing this service. And I think that's like the biggest eye opener that I had. And it's so funny that you're on today when we were just talking about this. So if you are listening and there's people in your life that you think could like really be impacted by your services, I would encourage you just to reach out and let them know that like you're doing it and you're providing those services and you think that they would be a great fit and see what they have to say because you never know who you're like doing a disservice to by not letting them know. So I did want to backtrack because you brought that up and you did end up like having to pay more because you weren't part of the beta, but I just thought that was such a good reminder about how even with our services, we should probably be a little bit more open. And then the other thing is I know that you, Haley, took a really long time to get a website. Do you even have a Facebook business page up? (laughs) About that. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about this. Yes. Well, there's two things there that I want to share. I have had a website on and off for the last few years. This goes back to my indecision holding me back because I would put up a website, rewrite the copy, and then a month later I would change my mind and just like basically destroy my website and thinking I had to start from scratch every single time, which to all of you listeners, you do not have to do that. And I do have a Facebook page now. It just got up and running. I signed up for it a while back, but I wasn't really utilizing it. But I've just finally got it going. But all that to say is that just shows you that you can build a thriving business without a website or without any social media presence. That's going to change this year. Visibility is really one of my goals and getting uncomfortable this year. But you can do it because I did it for years. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to point out. I think it's incredible what you've built. And I'm a big proponent of like, you don't need a social media following like the numbers. I do think like Facebook pages do help people get in touch with you, but, and I don't think you need a website. I think that you decide on one or the other, but to that point, I think one, it's incredible what you've done. But the second thing, I'm just going to call you out a little bit about it because I don't want the listeners to be like, well, Haley didn't have that stuff, so I don't need that stuff. It makes it really hard to refer you to people. So that is the caveat 
when I'm trying to refer Haley to people and I'm like searching all over the internet and Facebook, trying to find a way to send them to something. So I love, there's a catch 22 to this. I love that you've been able to build such a successful business without those things. But for our listeners, just know that it makes it really hard for people to refer you. And so Haley, do you have anything to say about that? I agree. And that is why it is my goal to stop being indecisive and really put myself out there this year. Because while I was able to build a sustainable business, I feel like there is a ceiling you hit when you can't market yourself and really put yourself out there. And when people can't find you on the internet and when they can find you and connect and almost build a relationship with you based on your website or your social media presence or however they find you on the internet it's going to be a lot easier. They're already going to feel like they know you when you connect with them on a discovery call or talk about working with them on a project. So I feel like there is this kind of ceiling and I didn't want that to hold me back anymore. And when you're charging for a premium service, it's a really good idea to have a website. Absolutely. And so if any of you are like, but I don't know what to put on my website. The website's holding me back. I'm similar to Haley where I keep on going in, changing it. We'll link up the show notes that we did with Cami, and she tells us the simple website format that you need for your service-based business. So we'll link that up in the show notes because like Haley said, you do get to a point where you get to a cap. And if you're charging premium prices, website or Facebook business page is definitely beneficial. But I love that you built such a great business without those things as well. I think it's incredible. And if that's something that's holding our listeners back, I think that kind of gives them permission to get out there and start marketing themselves and getting clients without needing those things. So I think that's awesome. Okay. So tell me, well, let's chat because I know we keep on talking about this great business, but we haven't dropped any numbers and my listeners are so used to me talking all the numbers because I think they're so important. And so tell me what has been your best month, your highest month? My highest month has been 8,500 and it's been consistent. I stay with my clients for a while. I love that. So that is setting Haley up for a six figure year because 8,400, it's actually 8,300 repeating. So we just always rounded up to 8,400. So 8,400 puts you on track for a six figure year, which I absolutely love. And where were you hovering before you got to that 8,400 or 8,500 point? I was stuck between like five and six K. I had like five K coming in from my retainer clients. And then I would do like one-off projects. Cause I find that like, that's where I was stuck at that five to six K before being able to surpass the 8,400. So what do you think got you unstuck from that point? It was really transitioning away from hourly services. And so now all you're working on is packages. Yes. That just happened recently within the last couple of months. I let my last hourly client, um, I moved on from that position. Okay. So let's talk about, cause there's a lot of feelings when we move away from hourly to packages. And I love that that was one of the things that really propelled you though, because we always think that if we stop charging hourly, then people won't hire us. And how do we package up? So kind of walk us through like the, how you navigated that whole process of leaving hourly clients and moving to totally package clients. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there were a lot of feelings around it because my last hourly client, I had been working with them for a couple of years and they were amazing. 
I learned so much working with them. We had a really great relationship, but it was almost like a part-time job because it was hourly and it was very high touch. Like we were in contact every day. There was always some fire I had to put out (laughs) during the middle of the day. And I, I felt like it was doing a disservice to not only that client, but my other clients too, because I was easily getting distracted during the day and I wasn't able to put like 100% focus on my work. So I got this amazing opportunity at the beginning of the month. One of my clients wanted to shift to a higher package and it wasn't going to be quite the same income match, but I was like, this is my chance. It's time. And I also want to note that I had not taken like time off work in over a year at that point. And so I was like, I'm going to make the end of December, my final month working with this client. I'm going to take a full week off of work, recharge and come back into 2020, like ready to go and ready to sell my packages. I made sure all my systems were in place. I set up everything on Dubsado and I actually use Trello. I know everyone here's a ClickUp fan. I tried ClickUp, I had to go back to Trello. (laughs) But I made sure all those systems were in place and it made the transition a lot easier. It's been nothing but good. I love that because it's so hard. And one, I'm a big proponent of you find the systems that work for you. And so ClickUp doesn't work for everyone and that's totally okay. Go with the systems that work best for you. And then I think that's so important because when you are working hourly, you can't take a break because you have to work to make the dollar. You know, when you're on packages, you can batch out and do the whole project in two days or whatever it may take. And then you don't have to touch it and you still get paid. And so I think that that's such a good reminder to everyone that when you're working hourly, it's so hard to take time off, but then also you slow down to speed up. And I think that's important too. You took that week to make sure everything was really solid. So going into 2020, you have like the ability to land your biggest client like you just did, which is exciting. And I would say that that's probably a direct relation to the fact that you've got to slow down for that week. And so do you think that you would have landed that client if you were still working with hourly? I think that I wouldn't have been able to, I think I would have really wanted to, but I just would have been completely at capacity. Right. If I had to take it on. Yeah. I love that. So you let a client go and then you landed your biggest client. And this is one thing that we keep seeing inside of serve scale store, especially this month. It's been crazy. Like it's like people get in there and then they like just get the courage to start firing clients, which is not what I don't teach at all. I kind of do, but not in that way, but we celebrate like, Hey, I fired a client today. And then it's instead of, holy cow, how am I going to make up the revenue? It's just been amazing to watch all the wins that are like, I let a client go this week and then just landed my biggest one or got two clients or I let an hourly client go and now I just got a package client. And it's been so fun to watch. And then you're another example of that. And I think that that's so cool that when we do the hard things, then we're just rewarded with the good things. And I think that's the one of the best things to watch inside the membership. But I want to talk about just like last thing before we get into rapid fire, what do you think's been the biggest challenge and how did you overcome that with your journey of this online service-based business? I think my biggest challenge, and that's why it's my number one goal this year, is just getting uncomfortable and really trying new things. I will never forget this one day. Okay, it was in office hours over the summer in Surf Scale Store. 
and you were generously sharing some of your strategies with us. And we were all asking these like very specific follow-up questions. And you just said, guys, I just tried stuff. Like that was your answer. And it made me laugh. And it's such a simple statement, but it really stuck with me. Just be brave and try stuff. And if you come from a place of always wanting to help and serve people, it's not like this gross salesy kind of thing. Yeah. And it's so funny. I say this stuff and then y'all tell me I say this stuff and I'm like, that's what impacted you. I put in hours and hours of preparing and it's like these simple things like guys, I just tried stuff (laughs) and that's the secret. So I think that's so true though. Like we get so stuck in, well, what worked for them? What worked for them? What worked for them? And it's not about what worked for other people, but what works for us which is why I'm a big proponent of pick the system that works for you. Batching doesn't work for me or this doesn't work for me. Time blocking, but that works for other people and you just try stuff until you figure it out. Yeah, but I love that I pour so much time into other stuff, but it's always these like little lines that I have that make the biggest impact. But I think that's so true. Just try stuff and see what sticks. Well, and with the systems thing, like I know you're always talking about systems, but systems... To some people, especially like creatives, they don't seem like the sexiest thing in the world. But I know the first time I sent out a proposal that I had already set up like a Facebook ads proposal and it took me 10 minutes, I was mind blown because before that, I think I'd sent two proposals to custom proposals for projects and had spent like hours on each of them, like probably two to three hours on each proposal. And I never even heard back from the client. So then I got all my systems in place and started sending out proposals based on my packages. I was like, wow, this is such a game changer. Yeah. And it serves your client better too. Yeah. And systems are not sexy. Like they're just not, but they become sexy when it gives you back more time. Yes. And you can go do whatever you want, take time off because the systems are in place. And so They're so essential to our business, but yeah, they're definitely not the fun, sexy stuff, but they are really important. So I love that you brought that up because it's so funny. Once again, people in Serve Scale Store post like, I just sent out a contract and it took two minutes and they're like blown away. And I'm like, what have you been doing people? (laughs) You don't realize how much time you're losing in a day, but it really adds up. It does. So I love that. Well, Haley, this has been so great, but before we end, I like to do rapid fire. So it does not have to be the first word that comes to your mind. Just the first like thing phrase that comes to your mind. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. So what's your favorite part of your business? Freedom. I like that. Okay. So what is your favorite software or tool that you can't live without? Dubsado. This is so funny. I thought you were going to say something like Grammarly. (laughs) Like, I don't know why, but I just thought like copywriter, Grammarly, that's what I was coming up with, but I love that it's Dubsado and we will link up our discount in the show notes for you. Okay. So what is the best conference you've ever attended virtual or live? That's a great question. I haven't been to a ton of conferences so far. I am attending more this year. I really love TCC IRL, which is put on by the Copywriter Club. It's actually coming up in a few weeks and I'm really excited to go back. If you're a copywriter and you're listening, it's a great place to learn and connect with other copywriters. I love that. Okay. So tell me what is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? I feel like I've spoken so much about systems, but they really did change my life. And this came from ServeScale Sorp because I 100% didn't have any in place before then. 
And it's something you always emphasized. And I mentioned this earlier, not only do systems help me, but it helps our clients because they feel more informed and cared for when you have those really great systems in place. They do. And I love that. Okay. So not to make this a whole serve scale sore thing, but what is your favorite part about being in the serve scale sore membership? Definitely the community. I know. I feel like everyone who comes on says that, but it is an amazing community. It's such a positive space. And I really feel like I can be myself in there. And that's something that was missing from other communities that I've been in. I love that. It's one of those things that you set out to create something that just helps people with the A to Z and something magical just becomes born out of that. And that's 100% the community. And so I'm totally okay that everyone says that it's the community because once again, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with y'all. And that's what's so important. So I love that Haley. And do you have any last thoughts for the listeners before we end this? Just go for it and put yourself out there. Be brave and don't be afraid of getting uncomfortable because amazing things happen when you get uncomfortable. I love that. That's the perfect way to end this call. And thank you so much for being on here and tell my listeners where they can find you if they just want to reach out and connect. Yeah. So if you want to connect with me, you can go to my website. It's my name. It's HaleyGreen.com. And my Facebook page will be live by the time of this interview. (laughs) But it was an honor to be here. I had so much fun with you. Thank you so much, Haley. And we will link up all your information in the show notes and we will chat soon. Y'all, that was such a good episode with Haley. I am just so wowed by her journey and her honesty and showing us like it takes courage to change the way we run our business. There has been times where she left her job, went back to her job, and now this is her full-time job, which I love. And then also sharing the fact that she was able to scale without a website or Facebook page. And I would highly encourage you to take that as a way of hope that you don't need all the things, all the fancy bells and whistles to get started. You just got to get started. And like she said, create those systems for success and scalability. And so I'm so excited. If you want to learn more about what Haley does, make sure to reach out to her and connect. And then also I would encourage you to go take my free quiz that tells you exactly where you should be spending your time, whether it's niching down systems, marketing, or elevating your services. This quiz is going to give you the full rundown on exactly where to spend your time and where to put the most energy in your business so you can scale. So you can go check that out at servescalesort.com forward slash quiz and take it and then let me know on Instagram, take a picture of your results and let me know which one you ended up with. And I'm so excited for you to go out this week, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.